she said when we were on the phone while I was driving 80 miles an hour in the pitch blackness of Utah. The best um, time to have the final conversation with your ex-wife. It, it really is. It, it, I'll be honest. It, it really actually is. most. It was the most Charlie Kaufman cinema I could imagine. <laughs> um, it really was. Me in pitch darkness with just the light of the dash. On That's for days, sure. Talking yeah. on the car phone, you know, like she's sitting yeah. there. Um, but one of the things uh, that she, you know, she said, I know, you, you know, I know you vilify me and, and, and you think I'm a bad person. And I said, no, I don't think you're a bad person. I said, a lot of other people think you're a bad person. I think you're a natural disaster. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> well, Don Hall, welcome back to the, the Literate Ape Cast. It's good to see your face. Uh, you look good in Wichita, Kansas. It's you know. How I've you been, feeling? I you know it's interesting. The first couple of days I was here, I just randomly sobbed. Um, sure. Just, would just cry and uh and then you know and it was like what the fuck am i doing and then uh i took some time it's beautiful out here the riverside park is really big park so i've taken some long walks at one point i fell asleep under a tree which is pretty cool you know it's nice how Um, how very americana of you oh it's very midwest and then uh mom and i got a a group membership at the ymca so i've been because i gained like 15 pounds in the four months that i was hiding from my ex-wife in the apartment and so it's like all right i'm back on working out every day and that's actually what i realized was i couldn't think of much to write when i was in vegas that last four months yeah. And and what I realized was most of my ideas come when I'm working out. I'll be yeah. sitting there with my phone and I'll be jamming and all of a sudden something will pop in my head. I go, oh, I got to write that down. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so I've got tons of ideas right now, including probably uh, it probably hit Saturday. I don't know if I've, I haven't written it yet, but I'm going to do a defense of Leonardo DiCaprio. So, uh, oh, my fucking God. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Because that'll be funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, I'm I'm good. You know, it's it's like I said to my mom, give you know, in the absence of hope, give a man a task. And uh, yeah. and my folks, uh, my mom said today, she said, "Oh my God, I am so glad you're here because she's been the caregiver for three years solid. My sister works, you know, so and uh, my dad, dad who's on dialysis. Yeah, he's got dialysis yeah. three times a week, and uh, and it just takes it just knocks the piss out. What, what an archaic mm. fucking thing! It's archaic. It's like it's like taking him to, to get leeches on his forehead. I was forehead. Just gonna it's say, really like, at awful. least it's not leeches, but yeah, yeah, it's really awful. But he's got the leeches it. thing is pretty recent too. Like it's not that Maybe. long ago that they stopped doing it. Yeah, it was like in the 1800s, I think they stopped doing. It. I don't know. I, I think they I, quit I, it like the 50s. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the 50s. Whatever it was, but. Uh, Yes, no, but one of the things that's been very nice is, uh, uh, you know, giving my mom some time off. You know, it's like I'm taking him, I'm taking him dialysis twice a week, so she only has to do it once. Um, that gives her some space; she doesn't have to worry so much. Um, 
the other thing is very funny. And the other day, uh, you know, I told my dad, I see said, switch plan. I said, well, and it was not a dialysis day. I said, well, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to come back, take a shower. And then I'm just going to hop in the car. Cause I haven't lived in Wichita in 40 fucking years. Yeah. So I, so I want to just drive around and kind of look at the place and kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of what the hell's out here, you know? And I got back from the gym and he goes, you want company? And he doesn't get out of the house except for going to dialysis. So yeah, it was, right. we, we drove around for two hours and everybody would say, you know, when V gets in the car, he doesn't have a lot to say. Just like stare out the window. He didn't shut up for two hours. He had <laughs> all, all kinds of great stories and he and I are laughing our asses off. And we did, we were just laughing and just driving and, and looking at Wichita and he was showing me things that, you know, oh, that, that used to be a Jiffy Lube and now it's a whatever. And that used to be a yeah. bar. It was, you know, and it was a really great day. In fact, when we came home, he walked in and mom looked at me and she said, he looks 10 years younger. And I said, well, he had yeah. a good time. So that's the task. I'm, I'm here to help. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's, I'm really enjoying that. And that's, you know, like I said, I, I don't know what I, that's what I told my mom. I don't want to die, but I don't really know if I want to live. I'll figure that out. Yeah. You know, you know I'll, fi- I'll figure that's a place that. to be. Yeah. That is a that place is, to be. I know that place. I know it well. It's, yeah, uh, that is that is the place I'm at, and I'll figure it out. I mean, I'm I'm getting some remote work, and I I applied for the substitute teaching here in Kansas because they are desperate for substitutes, and that gives me a malleability. So I don't. That's the thing. If I I can't get a full time job, or the whole point of me coming here is wasted because then I can't help. And well, in fact, uh, the other night my mom um, got COVID. She tested oh, positive. She tested positive for COVID, and uh, and so I went down, and she said, "You better test." And of course, I was negative. And then I tested the next day, and I was negative. And <laughs> so, so mom's kind of sequestered and is sick, and I'm doing. You know, I'm. That's the thing. Is like they need some help, yeah. and I'm glad, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be to be helping. I'm thrilled. It's like exactly what needed to happen. So you have a debt of gratitude to Dana, really. I'm not sure if I would put it that way, but okay. No, sure. you know, I wouldn't either. Um, so here, here's the big thing. I mean, this is a, it's a big moment. If, if you dear listener aren't sure what's going on, here's a quick recap. Uh, after seven and a half years, Don and Dana split suddenly, strangely, uh, typically i don't think it's, it's like, typical at I don't, all well but like well typical in kind of typical is not the right in, word um, infidelity is very common this is this is something completely different um what's the word i'm looking for um extraordinary it's so, so vagus you know for, like the for, route oh, that it went it's, it's just so it's, trite it is trite it in is, a weird it way is, yeah but it's also completely surprising and totally unique and uh you know, Don, you've you've written about it as it was happening, as it was unfolding over the last four months in in code, in fiction. Uh, we've talked about it on the Apecast to a degree. In code, yeah, yeah. But last uh, two weeks ago now, on August thirtieth, you published on on Literate Ape. This is what we call cross promotion, folks. On the Literate Ape on the Literate Ape website on the blog, you published "Farewell to Las Vegas." Mm-hmm where the opening line is it wasn't supposed to go this way, but the universe giggles when we make plans. And it begins as a goodbye to Vegas. I was here. 
you know, I came, tried to conquer, shit didn't go as planned. Whatever it happens, we roll with the punches and then holy fucking jumping Jesus Christ. Mike Tyson at his absolute best, high on PCP and cocaine, gave me an uppercut while I was sleeping. Kind of knockout punch. Yeah, well, when I wrote the piece, because uh, I wrote a farewell to public radio, I wrote a farewell to the mom, yeah. I wrote a farewell to Chicago. There's, in fact, I've got an ebook that's called Farewell to Chicago. You know, that's all the you, all the essays. Your next ebook should be called Don Hall Leaving Places. Well, no, you know, and no, it's just yeah. a collection of essays of farewells. Of farewells, yeah. But I, I started to write my farewell to Vegas, and I did not intend. I really didn't intend on writing sort of a, a a full accounting of what had happened but it just started happening that way and i kind of went with it and i wrote it and then i sat with it for like three days and and didn't know if i was going to publish it because yeah. i thought is, am i doing this out of being vindictive what what is the what is the pragmatic purpose of just sort of like outing this secret and uh and what i realized was number one i had to get out from under it i mean there. there right. If, if it was just really about self-preservation, it was like I can't, I can't keep this secret from so many people. I mean, there are a few people that know what's going on. You do, my family, but I can't keep this secret. It's just too big. It's too mm-hmm. all-encompassing for me. So I got to get out from under it. And the only way I could do that was to just get it out there. And then the second thing was, I still the thing about it is I still love my wife. I mean, she's not your ex-wife. Yeah, well, the idea of who she was yes. in my mind—I'm completely, that, I'm still in love with her. So it's sort of like that's a tricky thing about this: is that it's not just a secret that you're holding. Yeah, it's you know when somebody asks you the story of well, what happened to your marriage? Yeah, even if you give the honest answer, it, there's too, so much more. It's so to much it more complicated. It's yeah. not yeah. completely honest yeah yeah it's like it's it's that weird thing like that omission isn't a lie but it it feels that way because yeah i've been in a in a twisted way like i've i've been carrying this secret too because you know exactly i've known i I think in real time four months for four months you've known for, Um, for as long as i've known almost katie has known well, that the Just reason about the whole the time. thing is when I told you, <laughs> I said, put Katie on. And the reason I did that was because I just spent two and a half years, apparently having my wife lie to me and keep secrets from yeah. me. And I was like, if I tell you this, I know you're the kind of person who isn't going to tell your wife. Right. But then it's a secret that you're keeping from her. And I went, you know what? I want to tell Katie so that you don't have that secret from her and you guys can whether or not you talk about it or not, but then there's not a secret. Yeah. yeah. That was important to me. So, But I still like, you know, I didn't tell, Mm-mm. you know, a lot of our listeners that we're friends with, uh, John Beardmore, you know, the sack yeah. pack, those guys, like they, they didn't know exactly what was going on until I think you, you gave me like, yeah, you can tell them. I think that's yeah, yeah. something. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it wasn't until the Farewell to Vegas was published. I think they really got like, the they read, full yeah this well that was a feeling full, of it it was a and like I, I never told my parents you know my parents yeah. were asking what happened i've got friends that are at and i carry that secret and it was like oh i want to tell them like because it doesn't make sense otherwise yeah and it, but the thing is is like even when i read farewell to vegas farewell to las vegas the there were things in there that I still didn't know because you had never told me things like your marriage didn't seem 
Right. That's something we were having. Miss. We but, were having trouble for a good year before things. And 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 you asked me that is why you know you felt bad as a friend because I didn't tell you. And I, I and I thought about that and I realized well part of it is okay. So take it take it on as fact. We're feeling distant. There's this wad of cash I don't understand. She's taken off a lot. Well, maybe she you know maybe we worked it out. And and if we worked it, if it was like okay, we finally kind of came to Jesus, we figured out what the problem was, and we've solved the problem, and our marriage is intact. If I'd been bitching about all that stuff to you prior, and then we worked it out, that stuff still sits with you, and you're her friend too. So it's like it, I don't, but, but it doesn't. It doesn't well, it, because you know it, we it, we we bitch about our our. Partners, yeah, but you know, the thing about, but the thing God about only it is, knows what Katie's friends there's you know, a difference, carry there's with a, them about yeah, me. There's a difference between bitching about your partner and and really revealing pretty pretty big red flags. You know what I mean? And so my perspective was, I I need to figure out I how suppose, to solve yeah. this problem, and I'm not going to expose it because that just reflects badly on on her. You know, if I if I'm telling yeah. all this stuff, that just reflects badly on her, and that's not how I like to be in a marriage. It's and, just kind of uh, kind of sad because you know I've got people asking and have asked you know, over the last four months, how's Don doing? And my answer was honest, like he's, you know, it's he's not devastated. easy. Yeah, but, but devastated. yeah, he's devastated. But like, but he's good. Like if this is going to happen to somebody. It's going to happen to Don Hall, and Don Hall is going to handle it just fine because that's what Don Hall does. Meanwhile, I didn't know, I that. Ask your questions, buddy. Ask your questions. Yeah, I just, it's like, I didn't realize like how, <laughs> fuck it, how how alike you and I are in that you are not superhuman 80s guy who feels nothing or feels something and then Irish 80s, Gen X, no. and bury it down. No, you're a, you're a, a I'm like a regular dude. Little bitchy pussy dude like the rest of us. I'm like everybody Who feel else. and hurt and cry and, uh -huh. and feel sorry for for themselves and and doubt themselves and you know like that was one of the things in th that has trickled out of the last four months in our conversations but it felt differently it was it was just it was a, a tougher pill for me to swallow in the farewell piece because it was all together about how how bad about yourself you were made to feel or you allowed her to make you feel or you allowed yeah. yourself to feel or whatever you know whatever oh yeah it is. oh yeah uh and that just sucks because it's kind of like when you somebody kills themselves. Like, like, Oh my God, they were so happy. And then you learn, you read their journals. Like they were so unhappy for so long. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I wish I knew so I could have done more or something in a weird way. I'm doing that with like, I'm thinking about that with, with Harry right now. Cause he's at CPS now and he's goes to school with like, it's pre-K to I think like eighth grade. So there's like big kids around and it's weird and scary and he's handling it fine, but he'll say things like, you know, a kid was mean to him on the, on the playground. You know, and I was like, well, how, how are they mean to you? He's like, they make a mean face. And I said, what does a mean face look like? And he makes a mean face. And I'm like, well, the next time the kid makes a mean face, just say, hey, why are you making that mean face? Do you have to fart? Hey, why are you making that mean face? Do your parents not love you? You know, disarm them with humor or something or, you know, whatever. But try to talk to him like, hey, dude, like, is everything okay? Let's talk about your day just to see if I can like catch things. So it, if he does end up like super depressed and he's like hating school because there's a kid teasing him or something, I need to be prepared to help him with that. Like that's my job as a father. And I feel like that's our jobs as friends is to help our friends, but we can only help as, as much as, yeah, as much as you let him in. And I, understand but it's also that. not my shit. Like this is not my relationship, yeah. you yeah, know? No, this, so this it's was, not this, my it, place it, to insert myself into your relationship. 
Yeah. But my concern, and I think everybody else's concern that's been following this fantastic tragedy tale of holy fuck is like are, are you okay and are and what does okay look like for you going forward you know it's interesting because uh you know before i left um i had everything kind of packed i was ready to go and uh and she wanted to see me one last time in person to say goodbye and i and i didn't and i didn't want to <laughs> And I didn't want to see her and not because I didn't want to see her, but because I really did want to see her. And I went, no, this isn't going to be good. Cause that's her, that puts the power in her corner. If we're in right. person, I don't, cause I still look at her and I see my wife, but she's been checked out of the marriage for two and a half years. So all she sees is the stupid asshole who didn't know, you know, or whatever it was. And uh, so I got on the road. I left, I, I mean, I left at nine 30 at night and I'm hurtling through, utah and pitch black darkness uh the first 50 miles like hour i'm utah is fucking dark well it's like driving in outer space but i yeah. just bawled i bawled for a straight hour i couldn't stop sobbing and it says quite a bit about my driving ability that i could be sobbing really really aggressively and still not run <laughs> off the road and then i spent about an hour talking to her in my brain you know mm, out, out i love loud. those conversations like, what, yeah what would i say and then finally, I realized I do need some kind of closure. I need I need to have a goodbye. And since I knew that the the piece was going to drop at five o'clock the next morning, um, and, the, and and in my mind, that's the cleanest way of saying goodbye. You know, it's like yeah. I am I am not keeping. This is not my secret to keep. This is my life too, and I'm telling the story. And, you know, if all seven readers of Literate Ape read it, that's great. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, it read, you know, but I just want to get it out there. And that sort of says, I'm done. There is no going back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to have a conversation. So I, so I called her and she picked up the phone and I guess she was in the car and, uh, and we had a conversation. It was interesting, but that was one of the things that I thought was very interesting was that, you know, we came up with the idea that when she says, I love you. And when I say, I love you, we mean very, very different things. Um, and she, what do you think me, she means when, when she says oh, it? Oh, beats the shit out of me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just know what my version is. But one of the things she asked is at one point she said, are you okay? Yeah. And, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay. You know what I mean? That's, that's I, the right answer. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I probably will be okay. Um, and I'll figure my shit out. Um, one of the things I wrote this week that, that it really, I know it's so stupid to reframe things, but it really put, it put a pep in my step that I haven't had in a while was mm. sort of that. Well, one of the things that I've realized coming home is I've been, I've been a peripheral character to my family for 40 years. I'm the guy that breezes in every 4th of July and every Christmas. And then is out, out in Chicago, out in Vegas, out in wherever I'm going to, you know, Ireland, whatever the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And and then it occurred to me as I was thinking about that, I realized that's who I am for everyone. I'm the peripheral character. I am not the hero of mm. the story. I'm not the villain of the story. I'm Walter Sobchak. I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fucking Samwise yeah. Gamgee. I am the peripheral character. Now, not an unnecessary one, not a background character. I'm, and that's the piece that I wrote. I'm that guy that had this thing happen to him. I'm mm -hmm. that guy who did this crazy shit. I'm that guy. I am that guy. And my sort of Rolling Stone gathering no moss uh, sort of lifestyle 
kind of uh, kind of in, in, insists that that who, that's who I be. And so what I like about it is it takes the pressure off of having to make important choices. I just have to decide whatever I do next is either going to be amazing or, or incredibly stupid and then follow through. Because then I because right now I'm that guy whose wife became a prostitute and lied about it for two and a half years in Las Vegas. I'm that guy. Yeah. And, and when people say it's like, yeah, oh, you remember Don? Oh yeah, wasn't that the, the guy, guy who's? <laughs> wasn't that the guy whose wife became a prostitute? Yes. Oh, what's he doing? You know, now? it's funny. It's guy. funny you it's say like, that. That's good. It's a good thing. Because I I was listening to um, like the things that we become, which it's unfortunate in a lot of ways. But I was listening to an NPR um, Fresh Air episode with John McEnroe, and they were talking about sports today or something. I don't remember exactly how they got on it, but he was talking about Simone Biles. Oh, they talk about like mental health. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, look, I'm glad it's coming to light. We need to be talking about it. There are serious issues, but also like, you know. You, Suck it up. You got a job to do. I mean, he was, didn't really, he, it was like the most diplomatic and perfect answer yeah. that I've ever heard about the subject. He goes, because the, but the problem is, and this is the point, is that Simone Biles, who arguably perhaps the greatest gymnast that ever lived, will now be remembered as the one who couldn't show up to the Olympics. She's the quitter. You know, and that's that's that will be the thing that she's remembered for and everything else is kind of that's the headline and everything else is, you know, above and yeah. then below the fold. She's she's that your gymnast. Spirit. She's that gymnast. Remember that gymnast that quit because of she said mental health? Yeah, that's who she's Oh yeah, she was she was one of the greatest gymnasts that ever lived. Could have been the best, but you know, she had a yeah. a bad a couple of days, whatever. I don't want to. I yeah, don't whatever. Want to, I don't yeah, mean to demean or diminish. You don't want to mean, but yeah. But, but like, I, whatever that... you do, you know, it's not that you you brought, you know, a form of of you know live lit debate to Las Vegas or even you know some some degree Chicago or whatever you did in Chicago. It was yeah, the guy who had the wife. Yeah. Who you know would sometimes shave her head. That one. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, well, you know, he's the, he's he's that guy. She became a yeah. prostitute for two and a half years, and he stuck with her. Well, like and that's gets... the thing is now that you've you've admitted that you you see me not as uh, as as the you know like the Superman kind of guy, and that you actually see that I I am as just as whiny a bitch as anybody else. We can't be friends anymore because I got that's it. We're done because you. Can't I mean, that see, was kind of the, you're not the allowed to see had. Yeah, you're not allowed to see past my facade. I remember this was how can you mock me for my wimpiness? You know, like because wet noodle, because, wet, it's a wet noodle fight here. Because while I'm a wimp. I stepped the fuck up. I, this this is one of the things I thought about the other day. It's like, all right, yeah, okay, um, I get it. And uh, but but I do find when I watch, when I look out in the world, and I see people, you know, pussing out and crying about how hard it is to be who they are and how hard their lives are. I want to look at them and say, yeah, well, my wife was a fucking prostitute for two and yeah. a half years. Drop that fucking bomb, and I didn't go nuts. I didn't get so drunk. I didn't wreck my car. I didn't like threaten her. I didn't like get a gun and go off myself. Fuck you. Yeah. And the crying I did, I did by myself for the most part, except for sure. being here in Wichita. But you know, it's like it's like you know, step that shit up. Hold on to your thing. So yeah, do I have all those feelings of doubt and and pain and and all that kind of stuff? Sure. It's how you it's it's how you react to it that makes you Superman or not. I of course, and I, I just I, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean that's exactly right. Like, do your crying, do your panicking, your self doubt. Like, do it. Just put a governor on that shit. It's basically what it comes down. You know, I I think that's it. Like, 
And that's why I'm saying, because part of our conversations over the last four months have been like, dude, you know, you've said to me, like, I don't want to burden you with my bullshit. And yeah. that's fine. That's totally fine. But like, if you, and I guess to a degree, you did burden me with your bullshit when you told me the first I story. told you the story. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. gave so you, I, I I guess gave you like, the info. You know, that could be part of your, the governorship, right? Like the, you drop it and then like, I don't see everything. I don't need to, but like, yeah, yeah as long as you're not operating along, that's some heavy shit to carry. Yeah. I, and I told you, um, because I asked how you were doing, we were texting and you said, yeah, I didn't have my first bout of random, uh, hysterical breakdown today or whatever, whatever you said. Yeah. Yeah. The, the days and I replied better. with some of the best advice that I've ever received. It was from my buddy, Mark Thomas. Um, we, we worked together up at, when we were in radio together, we worked up at the stratosphere. We were traffic, we were doing morning and afternoons. And he basically yeah. like was the, the, uh, had like a front row seat to my, the up and down during the tumultuous breakup that I had with my girlfriend, Carolyn. And at one point I remember him saying, you know, there's going to come a day when you wake up and you realize that you're over it. And that's going to be the best day of your life. It'll be, it'll feel better than falling in love when you realize that you're over the pain, you're over all the shit. And he was fucking spot on right. So I don't know if I'll ever get over this. Um, because, but you'll wake up and it won't. Well, it won't, won't sting as much. It won't sting yeah. as much. But that's one of the things that I have to recognize. And I don't know if I, again, it's one of the things is that, that I really do and did and still kind of do uh, believe that, that she was my soulmate. And I just wasn't hers. And that's after seven and a half years to know that in a, in a, like, Hey, we tried it for a year and it just turned out that I wasn't her soulmate. She was mine, but to be married and all the stuff we did together for seven and a half years, seven and a half years. Yeah. And, and then to find out not only was I not her soulmate, but I was so not her soulmate that for two and a half years, she checked out. And one of the <laughs> things that she said that I thought was fascinating was that she thought I didn't care. And, and, and I don't know if didn't care about her, didn't care about the marriage, didn't care that didn't she was care she was doing this, hook him. It, that I just didn't care she was doing this. So Did, see, that's hard because you didn't know. So it's I not didn't know she, she has to reframe that to be, I, I didn't think you would care. Yeah, well, I think how, knew, how can you take an active did or didn't well, when you didn't know? Yeah, well, that's, that's one what's of the things, fucking infuriating to me. Well, it's just one of the things I disregard for the reality of the other yeah. person. Yeah, no, she didn't. I mean, the thing about it is she she said when we were on the phone while I was driving 80 miles an hour in the pitch blackness of Utah. <laughs> the best um, time to have the final conversation with your ex-wife. It, it really is. It, it, I'll be honest with you. It really actually is. most. It was the most Charlie Coffin cinema I could imagine. <laughs> um, it really was. Me in pitch darkness with just the light of the dash. On the dashboard, days, sure. Talking yeah. on the car phone, you know, like she's sitting yeah. there. Um but one of the things uh, that she, you know, she said, I know, you, you know, I know you vilify me and, and, and you think I'm a bad person. And I said, no, I don't think you're a bad person. I said, a lot of other people think you're a bad person. I think you're a natural disaster. And she said, what? Ooh. I said, here's the thing. I said, I built a house on Miami beach and I saw the barometer go down and I saw the clouds start to gather and I saw the lightning storm off in the distance and I felt the wind start to pick up. But I just never thought that a hurricane was going to come and blow my fucking house to a billion pieces and leave me fucking homeless. I didn't expect that. For some reason, I saw all the signs of a hurricane, but 
I just didn't think it was going to be a hurricane. I said, Did you I don't... actually see those signs? Because well, I saw the I feel like that's all I like hindsight didn't... now. Well, I think it's again. I, I I will admit hindsight is twenty twenty, and so yeah, there were some things I think I can see now. It's almost like you built this house in now. Miami Beach, but you thought you built it in Wichita, like right, exactly. Like, how could there be a hurricane here? How could there be a hurricane? Oh, fuck, and I'm so, in Miami Beach. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I didn't yeah. plan on that. Because yeah. I, I don't think she did any of this maliciously. I think no. the wor the worst no. thing I can say is that she did it completely thoughtlessly. Like right. I was. I was not no concern for the other party. I, I was not an important enough human being for her to care enough about to actually deal with this like a responsible adult. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is, is if you read the piece, you know, um, it, it's it, like I said, it's very interesting to me because I asked her what her regrets were. And she only had one regret and her one regret was incredibly self-serving. I didn't charge more. No, her regret was that she didn't uh, try to convince me that this lifestyle was a good thing so that she could have kept me and been a prostitute. Yeah. And and I was like, that is, first of all, that's incredibly self-serving. Second of all, um, I it, it indicates that even though we were together for seven and a half years, she didn't know me any better than I apparently knew her. The idea that she could, mm, like, yeah. she could convince me that being a, pro it's like, you know, it's like, well, it's the whole thing. It's like, are you, she answered, that's why I think she was waiting for me to ask. You know, I think she was yeah. just waiting because when I finally said, are you fucking this guy? She didn't even hesitate. She sat down on the couch and immediately said, yes. And it was not a yes. It was yes. Mm -hmm. Like I am. I'm glad you finally asked me so I can tell you the truth. And then it was like, I want an open relationship. I said, it's not how it works. You don't, you don't fuck around for two and a, two years, two and a half years. And then mm -hmm. say, you know what? I got caught. So I guess I want an open relationship. That's not how open relationships work. Yeah. And then, then the next day it's like, oh, well, you know, and then <laughs> it's like, and then, that's like a car thief who steals a car, gets caught by the cops. And then at the, you know, at his sentencing at the, his trial, he says to the judge, look, I already stole it. I might as well just keep the damn thing. Right. Yeah. You it's know, not, and. It's not how it works. But that's the thing is, I don't think she's a bad person. Um, I, I don't, don't think, think she's she, a bad person. I think that I she don't think is a sociopath. She, she did a she did a really horrifying thing um, to someone who I will say I was, uh, and she would I think she would admit the same thing. I was a fucking great husband, and I don't. And I'm debating right now because one of the things that I used to tell her was, "I love you, even the parts I don't love." You know, mm -hmm. I accepted her for exactly who she was. That was sort of a a thing I learned from my other two big relationships and with Alice was that when you get into a relationship and your goal is to change that person to be more like the way you want them, that's a yeah. losing proposition. So losing I was like, I am, I'm not going to change you. I want you to do everything you want. And I think there might have been, you know, I didn't walk into that with my eyes wide open and uh, kind of got uh, blindsided by that. But well, you got to give always permission to be who they're going to be. I mean, that's yeah. that is, I think, life's greatest rule. It's my my old uh, yeah. writing professor, my mentor in college, John Ersfeld, Doctor Doctor Ersfeld said. I, I mean, I spent hours going up to his office, just hanging out and chatting, bullshit, life nonsense, and the, the fucking wisdom. God, that man saved me from uh, so much and helped. You know, but his. I mean, the one of the biggest Ersfeldisms that I took away was you got to give people permission to be who they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, either yeah. you take it or you leave it, but you can't yeah. fuck with it. 
Because it's yeah, you know. and, and that's the thing is I never wanted her to be anybody that she didn't want to be. I wanted her to be exactly who she was, which was why it was and that was uh, one of the coolest things about it, you guys that Dana yeah, was a weirdo. Do, we loved she, weird Dana. She I, was awesome. She could do anything she wanted. She didn't have to work a job if she didn't want to. She could do her wacky Craigslist modeling things, all that kind of shit. She could shave her head, shave her head in a porn video. And I'm going to be, well, that's weird, but okay. I mean, what am I going to say? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. And, and, uh, and at the end of the day, I think sort of maybe she needed, I don't know. I, again, I'm not going to double, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overthink what I could have done differently because I don't know if don't there's anything. Yeah. Well, I think same thing with the hurricane. The only thing that would have stopped a hurricane is nothing. So you just run. And I didn't know to run. Yeah, so you board up I, your I, windows, you call your insurance agent and, and say it, and it's still gonna you know, hurricane. Still, yeah. I mean that's 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 the, the thing. The interesting thing here with the 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 shock and awe of it, to quote the great president George W. Bush, <laughs> and the the confounding just the confounding nature of it is and, and how you're dealing with it, like, as you said a couple of times that you're, you still love your wife because in your brain and in your heart, your wife is the is, woman you thought you married. Is, is who I thought, thought I was she with. was up until Easter Sunday, 2022. And then I saw for the most part, she was a fantasy I had created. And so I'm still in love with that fantasy. But that real and, that actual person looks like her, speaks like her, yeah. smells like her, um, sounds like her, smiles like her. But she isn't that person. And she I isn't can't that person. trust it. And I can't I mean, trust you, that. But person. you never had like, you know, I was talking about when I was, you know, working with Mark Thomas and he saw like the ups and downs and the fights and the because he asked me once, you know, what are you going to do this week? And I said, I'll probably get sushi with Carolyn and fight. Because that's what we would do. We would fucking that's, go out yeah. for dinner and fucking fight. <laughs> and you never had that. You never had the, well, this is why the relationship is ending. We're saying our goodbyes because they need to be said. Because yeah, we've was, said this... them a thousand times through fights. This was not bliss, but instinctional working yeah. marriage i thought i thought our marriage yeah well that's the thing is and i thought then, we had issues boom. but i thought i was very happy despite the facts that you know like i write how lonely i felt sometimes how i was well that was that was moments in the end but even to the point where i mean i can think of i can actually think of two or three days before all this happened you know and we just we laughed a lot and we would we would read to each other and we would go out and you know, we had a great time. You know, I was like, yeah. I thought, all right. You know, I mean, there were definitely some bad moments where I really felt like I was kind of in it by myself. And yeah. I, I, I elucidated that in the, uh, in the, in the piece, but that, that, and I, cause, and the only reason I didn't elucidate like good times, I'm not quite ready to, to, to parse those out because yeah. right now it's one of the things I told her, I said that my memory, all of my memories of us are tainted. They're poisoned. And yeah. there are some of them that shouldn't be poisoned. And I have to, at some point, separate those things. But I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. It's been too, that's the thing. If I had two and a half years, I probably could have done that. But I, I've well, had four it's a, months. It's a lot I've like. four months. And it's it's not enough time for me to actually really kind of categorize, okay, that was a good thing. All I see is the negative. That's all I can see is yeah. what a dumbass I was. What, I can't believe I didn't see this as a problem before. Um, and you're right. Hindsight, you know, I didn't, I didn't recognize them at the time as anything other than just, she's just being her and yeah. I love her and I love her and that's it. 
But now I can see, wow, wow, I should have seen that as a red flag. I should have seen that as a problem waiting to happen. And Except I here's didn't. the thing. It's I didn't, like, and that's all right. Breakups are a lot like death in how we deal with them in the, you know, the, the recovery in the, you know, the stages of grief. I mean, it's grief, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a lot like, uh, you know, if, if you watch your loved one die slowly with cancer, when they finally go, it could be a relief. It's of course, devastatingly sad, but you've, you've had time to get used to the idea. And by the time that it's, that they go, you're like, just get the fuck out of here and stop suffering and let the living go on with what we need to get on with because there's only one there's only one outcome here. So yeah. you're suffering, let's end it. Um, but you all have time to come to terms with this thing and face the reality of what the next stage is going to be, which is going to be sadness and missing and et cetera versus, and, and, but it sucks for the person dying because they have to suffer through the cancer or whatever it is. Versus, you know, I want to go out on the golf course struck by lightning, you know, that instant death where you don't see yeah. it coming and it's sudden, which is great for the dead because they but feel no. nothing. They, yeah, it's just it boom. sucks for us because we have to then reconcile with the reality and the shock of it all and that the immediate, immediate life change that occurs. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it's, it's interesting. But then what happens here is it's like, okay, let's get so struck by lightning Let's get Papa on the table. We're going to do the autopsy, whatever. Yeah. And you learn, oh, wow, look at that. He had stage three lung cancer. We sure. didn't know the death was coming anyway. Yeah. I feel like that's what's happening here is that your marriage was struck by lightning on the golf course. Total shock out of fucking nowhere. These things happen, but, you know, infidelity happens. Hookers happen, whatever. Holy shit. I got to deal with this. And during the autopsy of... Yeah, you find marriage. out all the all the, finding, all the worms. Oh, look, type one diabetes or uh, undiagnosed type two diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Stage three lung cancer. Stage four I, prostate I will, cancer. All I these have things. to. I have to disagree with one thing you said, and this is not a woe is me, um, but it is in support you take of the woe is me. This is the woe is me episode. No, 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 no. it's not the woe is me, uh, but 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 your 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 flippant uh, treatment of it takes away from I'm that guy. Uh, status is yeah. no, no prostitution doesn't just happen infidelity just happens your wife becoming a prostitute for sure. two and a half years i, I trust me <laughs> i've been down the fucking rabbit hole and i can't find almost anything written anywhere anywhere about this situation happening to dude i'm sure it does i just meant just, that people are prostitutes yeah. like yeah yeah well that's fine that's but, this, but you're this right specific you're right. situation yes. is not common and you cannot flippantly throw it away because if you do you take away my that guy status and i think this is a good point to pause and acknowledge and you you did write this in your piece both of us here one hundred ten thousand percent support prostitution legalize it federally yeah tax it protect it protect the women protect the men protect the sex workers fucking dude when i was yes. when i was the thing is and i wrote but this, tell your husband first yeah well the thing is <laughs> when I wrote before this, you enlist I, tell your I husband first this, but or wife or whatever yeah i mentioned this but it's a bit more uh detailed in the casino book um i was known as the nice manager by mm -hmm. the prostitutes that came to the wild wild west yeah. to the point where to the point where prostitutes because the way that that place worked was it's a truck plaza you know we had all these truckers there 
and they pay $25 for a hand job in their truck. And I mean, it was this kind of thing. And the rule was you couldn't, you couldn't solicit on the floor, but we had a whole truck plaza out there and uh, we still, it's still illegal. We still wanted to run them off the property, but I was always really nice. And I remember one time, because what would happen is you would have prostitutes kind of migrate from place to place. You know, you get caught, you'd be at South Point and then you get caught by the security at South Point and they kick you out. So you'd go, you'd go over, you know, you'd go to over to, to, to you know, Silver Sevens, you know, which yeah. is also a lower end. And then finally you go to the Wild Wild West. Well, I mean, I would have prostitutes that I had not seen, that did not know me. Then I would say, yeah, um, hey, I know what you're up to. And they go, oh, are you the, you're the nice manager. I mean, I had a reputation yeah. among the prostitutes in Las Vegas on the lower tier that I was the nice manager. I don't have a problem with it. I always wanted to treat it with respect. I kind of see that all of us are kind of prostitutes in our own way. So I really is this don't... something that Dana, is this the story that Dana knew? Did she know that you were the nice manager to the prostitutes? Oh, yeah. Because I wonder yeah. if this is her going, look, he loves prostitutes. Why, why, why couldn't he be okay with this? You know, I'm a prostitute. The, he loves me yeah, already. I'm the thing is, I think she was probably split. And that's Let's one of get the her on the line. No. Don, you weren't ready for this, but we have Dana on the line. From, not a chance. Yeah, no, not, no. No, but uh, no, the no. thing about it is, I think this is what <laughs> I think. Stupid I, morning radio shock yeah, chalk bull. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I want, I, as I've had the time to think about it, I think this is kind of, this is how I put it. I'll give you my, I'll give you my theory. Um, when I met her, she had been through a series of really abusive relationships with like amazing losers. I mean, like really oh, just. She reminded you of your mother. Yeah, I mean, just sorry, bad, but bad. Sorry, no, no. no, no, that wasn't it. Um, but that no, wasn't bad, cool. I'm sorry. No, no, I got you. No, I, 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 fair is fair, my friend. Dick. Fair is mean, fair. <laughs> We're leading with that so that my mom can hear it. Um, why, why, why am I bringing your mom into this though? Like, I don't, cool. I don't know. No, but no, the thing is, she'd been through a series of bad relationships. She I'm was living sorry, in Jackie. I'm sorry. Don't worry about. It. She was living in. Uh, uh, a room in a hoarder's house, this guy she met in a bar told her woe story about this relationship. He said, you can have a room for free. She lived there for a year for free in this hoarder's uh. house. And I was just an upgrade from that. And she saw a guy that was wild about her, who had a collared shirt, who had a job in a car, who bought her, like on our second date, I bought her a leather journal and a rose. You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and she was not getting that kind of attention from anybody. And her parents loved me, which her parents hadn't loved anybody she'd ever mm-hmm. been with. And I think probably she decided she was going to try. You to were communism. Be. Yeah. You were, you looked really good on paper. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what it was is that she wanted to try to be, and she said this, throughout the marriage is like she really wants to be the wife that i deserve and i think she tried to be that wife and that for, role yeah. yeah for and for five years i think that she was skin really, suit don't fit well and, and the skin I think, suit don't fit you must yeah <laughs> i think she was very very conflicted yeah. throughout the time we were in chicago and then when we got to vegas uh she just it was just too much temptation. It was too much ease. And I do think there was a too part of ease. her. I think that's, that's, yeah, a big I thing. think so. It's, but it's I do think in, her, in the back of her mind, I think she thought that maybe she could convince me that this would be 
cool, but well, the way yeah, John, she, you're the nice manager. Well, exactly. But the way she went about it was again, I don't care about the prostitution. I mean, it, that's sort of like the lead, but the yeah. reality is it was two and a half years of lying. Not just that. That's the thing. That, it's not just lying to yeah. me. Lying to me is big, but she lied to my family. She lied to you. She lied yeah. to any, any person that knew us, that knew yeah. us as a couple. She lied about that. And that puts me in a position of two things. One is an ego, like ego death. I mean, I am the ultimate dumbass that when everybody okay. finds out about this, I'm the dumbest motherfucker alive. How could I not and see I, it? I hate and the, people ask that question. It's that. like, how could you not see it? And I can't, I don't have an answer for it other than love is blind. And I was love blind. is fucking love makes you stupid. Yeah. That's it might, love is blind. Blind people are intelligent. Love is fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, it's my favorite. It, it's actually my favorite of the short stories that I wrote. And it is a book. Uh, those short stories are going in a book and I'm writing some additional material. Um, the book is called. Husband uh, for I, sale. Nah. No, no. The book is called I, I Didn't Marry a Prostitute, but I Ended Up Divorcing One. Yeah. And and that's going to be the name. I mean, and, the, and, and, and the publisher yeah. loves that title. They love it. Yeah. They think it's the greatest thing ever. But my favorite story in that mix is the Foley Artiste. And basically, it's about a guy who sees this woman and is instantly struck blind. Yeah. And she decides, well, he's safe enough because he's blind. And, he, and I like him, so I'll marry him. But then she gets bored because he's blind and she wants to go get her fuck on. And so she starts doing Foley, like old time radio Foley artists, to convince him <laughs> that he's in Las Vegas. They're actually just in Chicago, but to convince him he's in Las Vegas so that she can have people and fuck around. And uh, and that, I love that story because that's exactly how I, I got to go back and read that because I don't remember how she she fully artist the humidity out of. Well, Chicago. She did, I, didn't, I didn't get it. It wasn't that deep. I didn't do the humidity. <laughs> I didn't, you know. I, you know, but, go deeper, Don. As your editor, yeah. go deeper. Yeah, there you go. Go deeper. But uh, yeah, no, that was my favorite because that's exactly um, yeah. uh, how I feel. I feel like I saw her and I went blind, and she went, "Okay, I feel sorry for him, so let's hang out." And this is a good thing for me, and I don't have to work, and I have an apartment, and not a room anymore. And he's really nice, and his family really likes me. And hey, let's just go with this for a while. And then that's the thing is that Christmas, and I wrote about it in that piece. This last Christmas, it was all, it was like she decided, and she even said, she thought that, that it was finally over on my birthday, you know, and I mentioned my birthday. It was February. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a bad birthday. And I felt like I was all by myself and she didn't pay for anything. It was just shitty. It was just a shitty birthday, you know, and and her big birthday gift for me was, she said, I'll buy you new glasses because I needed new glasses. And then she only paid for half of them because she thought they were too expensive. And I went, all right. You know, I was like, that's fine, but that's not really a very loving or interesting or even nice birthday gift. It's just sort of like uh, something your grandma gets you. Here's a belt buckle. Thanks. Um, You know, and and so she felt like that was when things were kind of over. And my response to when she said that was, I think, no, that's I think that's when I think things were over when you fucked a guy for one hundred dollars in the back of a van. That was the day things were over. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't get wind of how over they were until that birthday. That was when I, I was so miserable and I could see she didn't care. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And so that was sort of like, okay, that was sort of like ground zero. That's when I knew this marriage has shit the bed and I don't even know how or why, because I didn't know Mm -hmm. what was going on. Right. And so, uh, 
but I think that, again, I, I think she did her, I, that's the thing is I gotta give her credit. I think she did her best to be a decent wife in Chicago. I think once we got to Vegas, she gave up on the marriage and decided, fuck this. There's too I much mean, money. There's too much money. There's too much cock. I'm so excited about this. There's too much excitement. I mean, there's, there's a thing about Dana and this is part of Dana's charm. Dana's allure. Um, one of the things that I, you know, we've said, uh, you know, how many times on the Apecast that Dana and I are very similar in a lot of yep. ways. So I'm not going to marry you either. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, there goes the ending of this show. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, whole thing planned, but. All right. Sorry, man. No, it's just, I need a minute. Yeah, dude, my, my, my perspective is here's where I'm at when it comes to this. And here's dude, I got to show this. This makes me, this makes me laugh. This, I am such a fucking, I'm such a dipshit in some ways because I'm in Wichita. Now, one of the things that I've noticed is that it's a good thing. I'm in Wichita. My dad and I were laughing about this is, is, is how different like people look when they're in different regions. <laughs> And, sure. and, you know, it's like people from Wichita don't look like people from Vegas. They don't look like people from fucking Chicago. It's a totally different kind of yeah. Yeah. like bo- body type, physical type, look on their faces, sure. kind of closer. And my joke was, well, I'm glad I'm in Wichita because everybody here is just fucking ugly. So that's a good thing, right? <laughs> However, um, you know, I'm out and about and I'm seeing I'm seeing women and I'm going, hmm. And I'm like, am I nuts? Am I fucking crazy? Because what I have figured out, this is if there's anything I've figured out in 56 years with my relationships is that if I, because I like crazy, I like it. I'm (laughs) attracted to it. I'm attracted to it. I always have been. And if I like you, if I think you're attractive, it's going to go real badly for me. This episode of Literate Apecast brought to you by Wichita. Wichita, Kansas. Everyone's ugly. <laughs> no, the woman that gave me a massage today, totally hot. Oh, was she a Korean, Japanese, no, Chinese? No, no, no. She just she was uh, Wich- mid- Wichita. Yes, Wich- Wichita Midwestern gal, and she was smoking. And oh, she's given me a massage before. She knew the whole story because she, when I came out in May, mom oh got God. me a massage. Mommy got me a massage from this woman. But uh, are, but you know that's are, the thing. Are you is, telling me? That your help me Rhonda girl is a fucking massage therapist, a hot Wichitonian massage therapist. But she's married. Don, she's got, a, Don, she's got Don, kids. Don, nope, and, doesn't matter. Kids are great. You're great with kids. No, Harry loves I am you. Not, I am not in. I'm not well, in. Well, then whatever. They're not your kids. Doesn't I'm matter. I'm not in because this she's is probably, happening. No, she's probably got a cock or she's a sociopath. I mean, that's the thing. I know this that no matter if I think you're attractive, it's going to go badly for me. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm so, I'm that guy that had three marriages. I just love that your massage therapist is also I, your therapist therapist, your no, shrink. Not, I think no, that's, she's not a shrink. No, she's uh, she's very nice. And, uh, and no, she's so take me a deep May. breath and cup the balls. Here we go. Tell me about your mother. No, there no, were no balls. There are no balls. Uh, no, she don't. No, it's like God, she's that's my mom. Two. I'm Jackie. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on tonight. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, you really. You're. It's like really going for the deal? moms here. Yeah, that's that's not fair. <laughs> I had a moment. You know, you mentioned earlier that you know the lying Dana did that the this this facade that she created. I, it was a week, two, or a few before Easter. 
Dana called me in the middle of the day. I remember this. She told me about this. Yeah. Dana and I, Dana and I, I mean, like we had a relationship that was completely separate from you. Like it, not we weren't hiding shit. I'm so, not a John. So, no, no. Not... So so did everybody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just what you just said is not unique. So don't don't pat yourself well, on the back about your separate relationship because she had a separate relationship with everybody, including but, a few friends you introduced to me to in Vegas. I, I don't. So. I can't. I'm not, I'm not getting into. I know, no, not, I know this is the tell-all Oprah. And, no, I'm you know, not going to get into specifics. I'm just saying there episode, were, but I'm not. I can't couple, get into that right now. That, I'm folks still you introduced me one. to that fucked my wife, and it's like okay, so she had a I, she had a, a different relationship with everyone. Now but, yours but didn't my, have to my be point sexual. Is this so my point is fine. this: like you, you know, when when you have like couple friends, yeah, you don't all like you're friendly with the spouse, but you might not always be like friends with the spouse. Yeah. Dan and I were, were friends. So we yeah, had, yeah, I called yeah. her, she called me, we, we chatted about things, we would text, whatever. Um, and when those fr- when those couple friends split, there's often the all right, which side am I going on? Well, yeah. if this were a case of look, Don and Dana were have been fighting for years, the shit, you know, the irreconcilable differences weren't what your irreconcilable differences are. There wasn't the lying, the the gross manipulation and smokescreen and twisting of things. You know, I, and it just didn't work out. Like sometimes shit just doesn't work out. Yeah, well, I've I, been, I would I, still be friends dude, with Dana. And this is I've where been I married like twice and both of those ended. And, you know, the endings always are bad, but I don't hold any ill will. In fact, I don't hold ill will to Dana, but... You know, that's the thing is those were kind of like, I mean, the first one ended because we shouldn't have got married in the first place. And we just kind of grew out. We just got grew bored with each other. It's fine. Second yeah. one, she cheated with a friend of mine. And I thought that was the worst thing that could possibly happen to me is that she, she cheated with a friend of mine for a year. Yeah. This is worse. This is way, 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 way worse. This is way, way worse. There's there's a lot more layers of deception and, uh, uh, yeah, of deception. And this is where... I draw the line why I can't be friends, why I feel like I've lost a friend in Dana, which is what makes it, my heart breaks, of course. It makes it personal for you. For you. But it, it makes, makes it personal, personal for you in, yeah. a, in a different kind of way because a couple of weeks before this all went down for you, Dana calls middle of the day, answer the phone. And it's it was kind of an out of turn time that she would call. It's but, an odd time, yeah. You know, I whatever. Remember. I remember she told me about um, it. So. And she was just, she was like super emotional and she was crying. She's like, I just want to say like, I'm just, she was out, out, out like writing or something. Like just on her own. She's just thinking. And I'm like, yeah, cool. This is what Dana does. She sits and she writes and she thinks and feelings great. And she was saying things like, I'm just, I, you know, I just appreciate your friendship so much. And I appreciate your, yours and Don's friendship and that your friends, you and what you and Don have. And I, I appreciate Katie. I just, I'm so amazed at what you and Katie are doing with this family, what you've done with Harry and the dogs and what you're doing with, you've got another kid in the way. Like, just kind of like this, like, dude, like my friend is having this like sweet, emotional, sweet emotional thing, thing. Yeah. right on. Well, fuck yeah, Dana. Thank you for saying so. And, you know, I love you too. And appreciate you and love your brain and whatever, like rock on. And that was kind of it. But what I, then the news comes in, you know, Easter Sunday happens and I look back at that and I can't help but think as as much truth as there may be to how much she may have appreciated my friendship and the friendship that you and I have and what Katie and I are doing with our dumb domestic 
fucking zoo that we have here in Old Irving Park, I I cannot help but think, well, that's all bullshit. That was she was having some weird emotion of like, I'm gonna lose all of this, these cool friends, because of what I'm doing on the sly, and I'm not being honest well, to my point I, about it with Don. This is what I'd say. I don't think it was bullshit, but I actually think it. I don't think it was bullshit that she appreciated it. I think she she'd given up, and she could see that it was starting to wear things down, and she knew. She it knew feels, once the news got out, things things were going to get very strange. So, yeah, I get that. The thing is that if she were to call me and say, Dave, I, I listened to the, the Apecast. I, I've, I've, I, I did mean that. I cannot help but think that even that is bullshit. Because yeah. she's created such a caricature, a, there are a levels facade. Of facade a level, yeah. Right. And that's why I cannot... <sighs> I cannot be friends with her because I I don't trust anything. Yeah, I don't and trust anything. And that sucks. It fucking yeah. sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks for you. It sucks for me. And I was going through, you know, every year I get Katie for our anniversary. I get a, I put a book together of, of the year, you know, collection of pictures, you know, a picture book of the year. And I don't remember which year it was, but in one of them, there's a picture of you, Dana, me, Katie, AJ, uh, and, and Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. And AJ Miller and Lindsay Williams, who are now married, we're at a Gilda's event. And oh, yeah. It's just, it's a picture of the six of us. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, which is the whole point of the book. Like, you look at it, remember, enjoy. Yeah. And like, I remember that night and wasn't that fun? Cool, 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 great. And then I got hard fucking, you know, tire screech, record scratch. Oh, and Katie was there with me and she's like, what? And I go, fucking dana yeah it ruins like, everything it's yeah. it's this like you were saying like it taints all of our good memories are now all tainted. of them are poisoned and that memory is is poisoned but i but we can't let those things be poisoned because here's here's the tricky part is we have to and you'll get there yeah i'm not there yet and i'm not going to be there for a while but i'll i'll get there and it where it's like okay yeah, this person was lying to me, but you know what? That was a really fun day at Rhyolite. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, I, maybe later that night she went only way, fuck the, six dudes uh, in a van. The thing is, well, in no, those that, three hours, those were hours, and nobody can take that away from us. No, actually, if she fucked six dudes that night, uh, then I don't uh, think those were my well, time. That's right. not, that's not I'm, my time. I'm trying here. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. But what I'll say but is, she wasn't it, fucking those dudes at Rhyolite. Yeah, I don't want to know about that. Um, and I know well, there was no service in Rhyolite, so I, she wasn't like booking appointments while you guys were together. Been, hey, I don't know. All I'm saying is uh, my issue is that – what is my issue? My issue simply is that uh, as long as <laughs> – as, as, the thing is I'll be able to get to the point where I can where I can see some of that stuff in a, in a, in a nicer light. But uh, part of that is I never – I never want to see her again. I never want to be in the same room with her. I never want to speak yeah. to her again. I never want to ever acknowledge her presence again in my life because it's the only way I can get past all of this shit. It's the only way I can finally look at the five years in Chicago and find some comfort. It's the only way that I can look at some of the things in Vegas. But I really, I, the thing about it is I can't look at anything we did in Vegas and not be disgusted with myself. I mean, so, that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time, I, I mean, Katie, not that, 
not not that long ago, two three years maybe. So a decade after the relationship ended with uh, with Bree, I I was telling some story and I just I I must have said something nice about Bree. Not that I like walked around with my relationship with Katie and shit on Bree. I did not like shit on Bree. No point in that. But when it when the when the relationship came up, the there wasn't a lot of nice things to say. And it was often because the relationship came up when talking about all the other bad shit that was happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, unfortunately that relationship on its own was a fucking mess, but all of it was compounded because there were a thousand other terrible things that were happening at the same time. So it's all part of the same, you know, tumorish booger of, of misery during my first three years in Chicago. So it's hard to like tell one without the other. It's just, it was bad, but I, I must have said something nice about it. And Katie like cold stop and was like, that's the first time I've heard you say anything nice about Brie. And I went, Oh, yeah. I mean, she like, she's not the fucking devil. Like nobody is all evil. Like I was with her for a long time. The the thing I think it's so funny is it took you years to find, I can say nice things about Dan and yeah. I mean, right now I nice things about her. It's just, it's, but I can't. It never came up because it, it it's led like the story. Said, it's Simone Biles. She's I the one who quit possi- the Olympics. Yeah, I you know, can't like possibly that's... trust. I it, that's the thing is at the end of the day, it's not like she fucked a guy in a van and then three weeks <laughs> later came to me and said, "Wow, I fucked a guy in a van for a hundred bucks, and I'm sorry, but I want to keep doing it. Can we have a conversation?" It's not like that happened. It's that she just doubled down. And I mean, she got a she got a, a a fucking phone app that was a separate phone. She get she she developed clientele. She went to the hotels. She and and, and again, insult to injury. Not only was she a prostitute, she also had a boyfriend. I mean, that's that. I don't want to. That's the fucking. I mean, it's just like thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay, so I get that, but then you also have this emotional connection with. It's like I I I just can't. I can't. And uh, all right, so I want to, I, because I, one of the things John said, Beardmore said that uh, he was not really looking forward to hearing my tragedy, but was kind of fascinated and totally looking forward to it. So it's a what, very human reaction to yeah. A, ask things. me the questions. I want more. What, yeah, yeah. Ask me the questions that you think John Beardmore wants me to answer, and we'll 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 cover that. I don't know oh, if there are. God, this feels like something I should have prepared for. Um, well, I mean, he made a big thing on the last one where it's like, hey, he also said pussy juice and nothing made me happier. Nothing. Oh God. Nothing so, made me happier than than putting that as the lead because that just made me laugh so I hard. Mean, Especially he the fact said, that oh, not, you'll edit that out. And I, you I, went, nah. Well, that's not going to happen. And of course, I'm going to put that as the lead. I have to. I can't help that's myself. Like, it's so funny. It's and like I a hate. so hard. Don't push this button. I mean, come on. Yeah. If I'm editing it, you know that's going to go in. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's in there twice because once is the lead, then is the lead. Other. Yeah. Yeah. That's that made me laugh so hard I couldn't stand myself. Anyway, what do you want to know that you don't? I don't know, know man. I mean, I, I, I. Honest to God, dude. I mean, this is this is the the trickiest part of all of it, and this is a, this is a very. <laughs> This is it's a little hyperbolic, but it's a little sounds of the lambs mind hunter because what I want to know is what Dana was thinking. What well, does she think about all of this? You'll have and, to have her on and, the ape cast. And, and if we have her on the ape cast and I oh, ask no, these we, questions, we won't have her. You'll have her on. I won't. Whatever. Yeah. 
can I believe anything she says? I don't know. You know, can you trust Hannibal Lecter? True. Not, and she's not Hannibal Lecter. Like no, I just want to but... be clear. Like again, hyperbolic. Yeah. But you see, you see what I'm dealing with here is I, I. Oh, okay. Here's what I want to know. But this just goes to like the the, the backgroundy kind of dirty side of journalism in me is I want to talk to your your other two ex-wives and Alice. I want to know who Don is in the relationship and I want to see how that like well, like a fucking I, like chart. Well, the chart is compared to Dana's like is she the, the outlier? Or is it you? No, she's definitely the outlier. (laughs) The thing about it is I was not a great, I mean, I think I was a fine, but I wasn't a great husband to Deanna, my first wife. I mean, I was way too self-obsessed and way too focused on myself. How old were you? I was right out of college. We got married right out of college. She came to Like 22. Yeah. And, uh, you know, know, and so we got married. What year was this? A 91, 91. God. You know, and so Fucking she came to George H.W. Yeah. Bush was still yeah, president. She she didn't she didn't want to she didn't want to move to Chicago, but she did. Um, and we just had very very different ideas of what what we wanted in life. She wanted a more sort of like uh, you know get a job, work a job forever, have a house and a picket fence, and that was not in my thing. I started a theater company, and that kind of fucked things up. And ultimately, yeah, we, we just kind no of no moss on a rolling stone. Yeah, that's and and I think I was a very good husband to Jen, with the exception that the reason we got married was because it was it was more a pragmatic relationship. She was the artistic director of the company and I was the executive director. And when I stopped being the executive director and producing what she wanted, she found somebody else. So there was a pragmatic to that relationship. I think it's important to acknowledge who that somebody else was. No, I don't think that's important because because she it's... dated him and then she ended up marrying a guy that looked just like him. So uh, that's fine. And he was a long term. Right. He was a long term. It's fine. I, I don't think any of that stuff matters. But the, the, well, the it, it just it makes that that cute little British soccer show all the more interesting. No, there you go. Um, and it then, wasn't Sudeikis. No, it wasn't. Um, but she didn't marry him. Um, she no, but else, she was but... fucking fucking him for a year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then I mean, look in her defense, rings don't cover holes. So that's exactly right. And then yeah. the third the, the, with with Alice, uh, you know, our thing with Alice was uh, we had Alice. You never married. No, I never married Alice, but I lived with her off and on for four years. And the thing about Alice and I, and that was one of the things that was hard, is our, the physical was ridiculous i mean it was fucking ridiculous i mean we fucked yeah. like pros i mean it was re- she had a king-size bed and routinely we moved it across the fucking room i mean it was <laughs> we did i'm not making that shit up that fucking bed we would move it five fucking feet across the goddamn room and i would have to push it and i would have to push the bed back in place almost every single night i mean it was great but she fundamentally she didn't like me very much That's great and she didn't like me very much and didn't really respect me very much, but boy, and that just wore on me for a long time. And then, and that's then... a hard pill to swallow. I, I, sorry, I can I can I stop you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's a question I have is because this is something I deal with often in my own marriage. Sometimes to Katie, sometimes it's with Stacy. Like, 
do you even fucking like me? Because for so much of my relationship with with Brie, like, I don't think she likes me. I sure as fuck didn't like her. You know, like there was yeah. this like versus love in the relationship. That was Alice and I. I, I yeah. So if it, all right, so you're in Wichita, let's say, let's fast forward. I'm, I'm totally making this up. Seven months. You've got a job, you're in an office, you're working with somebody, um, you strike up a friendship with them, you go out for drinks a few times after work, and then some more time passes and you realize, oh, I don't think this person likes me. We work really well together. Like there's a project, we get this shit done, we get it done right, we get it done well, the client is thrilled, it's you know, before deadline, under budget, blah, it's fucking amazing, but we don't like each other. I don't think that they respect me. I don't think they like me. How long do you keep that relationship going before you acknowledge the realities of things? Because okay. why do we stay in? Apparently I do seven and a half years. Apparently that's what I do. I mean, I did, I did the better part of three. Yeah. You know, apparently, apparently I, sometimes I three. still do it with Katie. Like, I mean, just tonight, just tonight, Jake is crying. I come up. She's there because she just got done feeding him. And she's like, okay, wrap, you know, put him in the, the swaddle sleep sack thing. And I do it. She's like, oh, you do it that way. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. I was doing it a fine way, but not quote unquote the way. So I'm like, all right, cool. Good call out. Great. Cool. Thank you. And she's like, well, put the pacifier, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, don't do it like that because he's going to throw up. It's, it's it. And she's just like coaching. And I'm like, I, when I do it this way, he doesn't throw up on me. This usually works for me, but look, you're fuck it. If you think I'm a fucking idiot, do, and I didn't say this. I was just like, okay, cool. Then you can do it. But it's I like, think, look, if you think I'm fucking stupid, do well, it your goddamn self. Why the fuck do you even want my help? I'm so fucking retarded that I can't. Well, and I think, you me, you and know? I think you do the same thing that I that I have it. I didn't do as much with Dana as I did with other people, but uh, it still occurs. Is there's an ego thing where because I don't think that has anything to do with whether she likes you or not. I don't think that's respect. Or she, she just thinks like, a goddamn idiot. She thinks you're a fucking idiot. Why and, would you do it that and, way? And David, and David, you know, from from a perspective, aren't we both just fucking idiots? Yeah, but I'm not an idiot. And I say this like I'm 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 a fucking moron, but I'm not completely useless. Well, I know. Well, no, and I don't think she's saying you're completely useless. I think she's saying do it I just my can't way. Put a, a, pacifier in a kid's just, mouth. No, she's saying do it my way. That's all she's saying. Yeah, well, and look, you don't, Paul Anka, and, shut and the you fuck up. And nobody you likes you. And you don't like doing it her way. You want to do it your way. And I get that. I totally get that. And no, it, man, it, look, I'll do it her way if it works, and that's fine. But, like, if my way works, why are you giving me shit? Well, then, it ask works. That, then ask that question. And don't get mad. Well, but it's just, I don't. Because the I, thing is, what, what yeah, I would say yeah, is, and, and, and I'm, a, I'm not a great. I, Look, I, at, least, a great at least he's not fucking good in vans for 100 Exactly. Bucks, that's so. what I'm saying. I am not in any position to give anybody <laughs> any kind of marital advice because, man, man, well, that's, that's man, thing is, holy shit. On my post-it note wall, hang on. What the fuck is it? I need my, I need my glasses. I hang need on. my glasses. Uh, What did you say? It's, fuck, where is it? It's not a marriage problem you have. It's a ah, it's a crazy a, woman problem, is what well, I. Well, that's what you say now. Shit, where the fuck is it? 
it, I'll, have to, I'll have to dig it up and it'll it'll be in, in whatever posting notes whenever I can find it. But it's not it's not a marriage problem you have. It's a wife. Sorry, it's not a wife problem you have. It's a marriage improvement situation or some bullshit like that that makes perfect sense. Because I've told you this, that, yeah, you know, the way that you and Dana approached your marriage, I looked at as that's the way to do it. There's a lot of communication, yeah. your month anniversary, like, hey, let's I, break it down. How is, I, how is married life? And I thought we did that pretty damn and well I for a we long married. time. And that last 30 months, I would say, how's married life? We're having a thing. And she just... She got more resistant to it. She'd get pissed. She, in fact, we would go knowing it's month anniversary, and we would sit down at a restaurant and we'd and after we'd eat for a little while, I said, so time for the question: How's married life? And she would get mad at me that I even bothered to ask it. I'm like, this is the point of the exercise. We, this is what we've been doing for our whole marriage, and uh, yeah, things kind of the communication got sour. That's maybe that's the other reason that I can't like. Uh, Dana, we can still be pals. It's like, I, I not that, and Katie and I have never done the month anniversary thing, but it was always in the back of my mind communication. Yeah. Communication. It's all so about David, when you don't want to communicate, just try because it works. It's important. It's part of my therapy stuff. You know, it's just so disappointing that one of the couples that I, you know, look, cause we all have those, right? Like we all have yeah. couples, whether they're our parents or grandparents or friends or friends of our parents or whatever it is that we look to. And I, I, I lost that in you guys. And that's yeah. not your fault. I'm, and like, no, our marriage will be fine. I know it's not, not my fault. I know it's you not. Dana. No, I know it's not my fault. I didn't. If our it. marriage fails, it will be because of John Beardmore. I don't know how. Everybody knows that. No. I, I blame John Beard. I blame John Beardmore for my marriage blowing up. I, it's just because I do. There's no absolutely no reasonable. If we go back to last week's episode. It is a fascinating thing because he yeah. pulled something out to me. I think on uh, Monday last week when mine and John's episode dropped, he's like, "So I am 14 years younger than you, Don, and John is 14 years younger than me. So we're at this weird, yeah." But, you know, steps in life, but our stages in life are completely different and where it's so easy for us to align with another. We just don't at all, but we're still like sharing the same kind of global humanistic experience of all the other shit that goes on. And, you know, the the terror of not just the pandemic, but Simone Biles not competing in the Olympics, you know, like the three of us different generations well you and i are the same generation different married lives that's i don't know that we'll ever get, i don't know that we'll ever get over it i don't think so. i don't think so and that is the episode i think we have covered all the ground we're going to cover and uh and i can you put this squeeze story. in i got i got three things I, I i i think i have a couple of three things i don't know if i have three things but squeeze all right them in for good measure yeah, throw them in there. Throw them in there. Let me see if I've right, got. Right. Uh, I I think I wrote down a couple of things. Oh, okay. Yes, I did. My my first thing is is a read, and uh, this was one of John's last week. But it, it for context for cross promotion, visit literateape.com and go to uh, Farewell to Las Vegas by Don Hall. It was published on August thirtieth. Uh, it is. Uh, I mean, arguably the full Monty of 
his marriage and what we just talked, we spent the last hour and a half, two hours, whatever it's been talking about, but it's also a really raw emotional um, parlor room into a man's heart. There you go. And it's, it's, it's a, it's and a mine, sweet read. And mine is a read. My first thing is a read. Um, it's one of the reasons why I don't like social media. And while I was uh, in the four months of hiding from my ex-wife, um, I, I had Goodreads. And I thought, well, I'll check out Goodreads. I haven't looked at that in a while and see what books are coming out that people are liking, that kind of stuff. And I noticed all of a sudden there was Dana. And she was on my Goodreads. And what she was reading is what I'm going to recommend that our listeners read. She okay. was reading she was reading a book by Jane Hardy and Dossie Easton called The Ethical Slut, Third Edition, A Practical Guide to Polyamory, Open Relationships, and Other Freedoms in Sex and Love, which yeah. made me want to throw up, and I instantly got rid of Goodreads. But cool. I think uh, <laughs> I, she's reading it. Um, I wish she'd read I wish she'd read this two and a half years ago. But uh yeah, if you're thinking about uh, stepping out on your partner and 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 starting a a, a small self-employed industry of, you know, blowjobs and hand jobs in uh, hotel rooms, I suggest you read, especially if you're married, read the Ethical Slut, third third hotel edition. Hotel rooms. The third <laughs> edition. Astro vans, hotel rooms, whatever. Whatever. Third edition. That's my first thing. Uh, my next thing is, it's a read. And this is for you, Don, and of course for our listeners. Uh, it's in the Atlantic. Wow, shocker. What? Shocker. What, are we, what are we doing? What are why we doing? Do, why do we read yeah, it? Uh, so it. weird. That's Come weird. on. Uh, this is, this was published February 1st, 2022. But it, ironically, or surprisingly, or um, happenstancely, was in the the Atlantic app, like, top five stories today. Sure. The headline is, this is your brain on heartbreak. Love oh, changes God. us at a, as a, at a physiological level, making us more sensitive to joy and to pain. It's by Florence Williams. I have not read it yet. All right, but, but I will read it. We need to read this thing. And All right. I, 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 this quick caveat to it. When I was going through my breakup with Brie, 2009 10 11 it kind of all like the, the yeah. healing you know when you like come out of it and you're like rise like the phoenix but i can remember throughout 2000 because we broke up at the end of 2009 but throughout 2010 i can remember feeling like i have so much love to give to people i want to be kind i want to help people and understand oh, i have none of that i joined I none I, of that I joined gilda's club yeah I, no like, i have none like, of that anyone who suffers they must have hugs no i have i have zero available to <laughs> i have zero love to give zero Z not a bit not a bit i want to hide in a fucking cave and it wasn't until probably like <laughs> a year or two after i was like i had that moment the mark thomas moment of i'm over it i feel great where my need to love it, it was still there but it was also like ah fuck all of you yeah i'm no, an that's... island i'm a rock i am a paul simon song and, i don't fucking and, care and speaking you of need my... help come over here and i'll help my, you but otherwise my, fuck off my second thing is watch castaway you'll know exactly how i feel yeah my favorite moment in that movie is right before he hits the crest of the waves that, that yeah that, that sandbar that you know caused 
here we go, Wilson. Just like, yeah. dude, because in this, in the dumbest way possible, sailing on, on a, you know, being yeah, that's like your I've said thing. that that's your my, thing. Like, we're about to hit a big one or the wind is coming. Like, here we go. But it's not nearly as like intense as the Wilson, but like that, like, holy fuck moment. Anyway, that's, um, another thing like don't be the character of helen hunt you don't movie. like killing it yeah well yeah, there you go so what's your, I, what's your... I was waiting for you well if you were waiting why the fuck did you get married exactly and move on with your life it's one or the other you because you're either well cheating on your husband yeah, you, with your emotion yeah, you and your you heart gotta, you gotta give her a break he he was declared dead they buried him so he was dead so then you weren't waiting and he's dead and you mourned him there you go. That's all right. That's fair. That's fair. If What's I were your... her husband and I was watching that movie, I'd be fucking pissed. What's your third thing? My third thing is uh, I feel like I have to trade. Yeah, you know what? It's fuck it. It's watch the Thor Love and Thunder. It's on Disney Plus now, September 8th. It dropped. I didn't get a chance to see it because I, I had a kid. It's all right. I wrote an I like to watch about it. It's online. I don't care if, if I hate it or like it. I It's I'll watch I, it again. I love, I love, love, love Chris Hemsworth. I love the Thor that they've created. And he may take a turn here, which, like you say, he's a little bit more clowny. Clownish, stupid. But I love Natalie Portman. Like, here are the two yeah. hottest people that ever walked the fucking planet Earth. And I'm sorry. Christina Ricci beats out Natalie Portman in a heartbeat. Really? Oh, in a heartbeat. I get that. But it's just a type thing. Okay. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Because I would argue, like, Scarlet, like, ScarJo fucking gets me. She didn't do anything for me. I get Scar... Oh, I guess... But Natalie, like... Because Natalie and I, we're, like, the same age. She's... Yeah. Like, we... So, like, I can fairly and uncreepily go back to the professional and, like, jerk off to it. It's not weird. Because I was 12 when that movie came out. No, that's pretty weird. Today, <laughs> that's pretty... That's pretty... That's. But speaking of jerking off... My third thing is, if you watch Castaway, you know how I feel. If you watch <laughs> Lars Van Trier's Nymphomaniac Part One and Part Two, oh, you Jesus. may have you may get some insight on my ex-wife. There's the show. Thanks for hanging on. Um, Literate does accept donations. We are a five hundred one c three. Please consider donating in Don's name for his broken heart. Don't do that. I don't want to use my bullshit as a. As no, a we're using your bullshit. Thing. Also, All right. donate donate in his mother's name, Jackie, for me making really, really egregious, yeah, <laughs> egregious references. She's going to come after you. She's going to come Look, after. It you. runs the family. You guys can't pick a mate. It's true. We're not good. Well, no, mom did. She's been with Lawrence for thirty five years. Yeah, but now he's on fucking dialysis. So find a cancer patient, and you'll be good to go. He wasn't Jesus, for most David, of it. What is he wrong wasn't with you? for most of it. Make a donation to Littered Ape to shut him up and leave Don's family yeah, let's, alone. Yeah, let's God's talk. Sake. Let's talk about your mom and dad, and then yeah, we'll get into some weeds, <laughs> motherfucker. All right, all right. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.
what the fuck?